Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Toys Day to you. Happy Toys Day to you, too. It is. Uh, can you believe the weeks go by really fast when you do this this program? Because well, we're, we're trying to. We're in a hurry to get to the Super Bowl, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no. they are going by yeah. fast. I'm, have you picked? Uh, have you picked somebody for the Super Bowl? Who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for uh, the 49ers or the Chiefs? Well, I am rooting for the Chiefs because of uh, the whole debacle of Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I mean, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Taylor you're rooting. Swift, Taylor you're rooting Swift. for the Chiefs. No, I said the 49ers. No, no, you said the Chiefs. Uh, oh, you... I meant the 49ers. Oh, I was... am not going to root for the 40, uh, the Chiefs because, uh, again, uh, you know what's going on with uh, Kelsey, Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift, all that debacle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all a publicity stunt. She even said so that, yeah, yeah, I was told to uh, date the guy because it would be good for Some people you know, are speculating and, uh, she's going to come out at halftime and uh, do part of the show, part of the halftime show. Well, that's part of the conspiracy thing. And, yeah, and she's going to, you know, say her love to uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats. And you know what? And and the left is going, ah, you stupid and, and you conspiracy. Know, and, and you, know you know what? They're going to boo her. They will boo her. The biggest thing I, she could do to mess up her celebrity is to step into the world of politics. You know, she already has. She has done it. She's telling her fans to do it. You know, and she because she's on this thing that she wants to be. She wants to go down in history and be famous. So yeah, she's she's uh, she's going to do that. She walks out in a corset on stage. You pointed that out. Yeah. They show the pictures of her, and I'll tell you what. Girl, don't wear a corset. You know, it is made for women that have a figure. You don't have one. <laughs> well, you know, you're well, not Bill, a corset girl. It, 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 you're going you're gonna to alienate a lot of our audience talking no, about women no. in corsets. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about women in corsets. I'm talking about Taylor could just wear a decent outfit, you know. Yeah, and, she could, instead she of could, trying uh, to do this. Hey, she could sit on the stage with a guitar. She could sit on a chair. And she could actually just like sing, but she doesn't do that. She's got a yeah. I mean, a, look, a lot of dancers can, she, and uh, she can wear sexy outfits, but make sure you look good in it. I mean, uh, it's not a it's not a burlesque show, and uh, but I think uh, these people saying, were all influenced by Madonna back in the eighties and in the nineties, and they figure, oh, this is how you have to perform to be a superstar. But you know, well, they should. She should take a good look at Madonna. Madonna, you know, uh, she doesn't look that great. Now there are guys that'll argue with me on that. You know, she doesn't look that great anymore. I never shot, thought she was. She has had a ton of. Tea. of uh, it looks like she's had a ton of plastic surgery, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of it has gone wrong. I think. Uh, uh, well, you know, since we're talking about her and her political, uh, you know, leanings, whatever. Yeah, you've got uh, Lindsey Graham that's uh, you know, you know, doing some work with her. I guess it's on AI because they call it the deep fakes. Which okay, I can kind of get that because doing work with who? With Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. He's he's invoked her to help him on the deep deep fake stuff. Of you know, they got the voice and they got the digital recognition. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that because. It's there. The technology is there. And even if you ban it and say, no, 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 somebody's going to go, uh huh, sure. Yeah, wink, wink, nod, nod. They're going to use it. And that's just the way it works. 
Now, I think I think AI is uh, unfortunately here to uh, to stay, uh, and it's going to change so much of of what I I did in in my career. I mean, you're going to see disc jockeys and broadcasters be a thing of the past because mm-hmm. it, in our business uh, it boils down to the bottom line, and if they can get uh, artificial intelligence, and some people will say that disc jockeys have had that since the 60s, but um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but if they can get artificial intelligence to be the, quote, voice of their station and make it sound to the listener like they're real human beings and can relate, and, and it doesn't cost them much, a fraction, because, you know, there'll be some company that will make uh, a system that is specifically designed for radio and has right. all of those accoutrements, all of those features. Accoutrements, I like yeah, that. I yeah. thought you'd like that. It's a, yeah. you know, I, I look at. I took French one at least three times, so I mean, I know how to say stuff Ooh, like you, that. You're, yeah. a, you're a tri-Frencher, okay? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, then you're going to you're going to see people. Uh, I mean, it's already happening. You're talking to people on the phone when you call customer support at some of these big companies, and you're talking to AI. Hi, welcome to so-and-so. Can I help you? And, and, and you're not even talking to a real person. It's, uh, it's a computer, and it's happening. You're going to have uh, – we're seeing people right now – I see commercials, you have too, I'm sure, where uh, people are sitting back in their, in their pickup trucks, and brand-new shiny pickup truck, and the guy doesn't feel like holding the steering wheel anymore. So I'll just lean back and press the button on the console – and my car will drive me wherever it, you know I want to go. Well, I, I think to myself, that's great until sometime there's a little glitch in your computer and that truck drives you off, a, a, you know, a, into a ravine somewhere, you know. I mean, they, they are great until they're not great. There's a video that I watched of a Tesla in, in automatic drive mode and, and 99... And forty four hundred percent of the trip, it was magnificent. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was shot in San Francisco. It was shot from the point of view of the driver, and he went from point A to point B, which was maybe, let's say, five or ten miles. And and the uh, I guess they used a GoPro or something, which is that small camera, and you feel like you're going for the ride, and it's great until they get down. Underneath the Golden Gate Bridge is a parking lot, and at that point, when they pull into the parking lot, the the brain in the Tesla has a glitch of some kind, and the car literally almost drives into another car. I mean, almost whacks it, and and if the driver didn't intervene, uh, they would have whacked it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what the heck good is that? If you get 99% of the way to where you want to go, and that last 1%, you get into an accident. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of these things? But uh, they say, look, they're, gonna, they're only going to get better. They're only going to get more sophisticated. So I don't know. What do you think? Would you trust your car to take you from point A to point B? Well, I, I never have trusted that. But for them to, to do that, they had to get approval. And I do remember early, now there were, there were some accidents early on where people didn't pay attention. When you do driver assist, it doesn't mean that you sit back and read a book and not pay attention. You pay attention because mm-hmm. there might be anomalies that you, that 
you or the machine may not be aware of. You're still liable, right? See, now that was that was the debate. But yeah, I mean, you, you are in control of that vehicle. You made the decision to go to the automatic mode. So yeah, I'm not an attorney, and I've never even. No, I did play one once. So, um, <laughs> but TV. the point is, you know, uh, the, the point is, is that. You made the decision. You, when you drive a vehicle, just like when you're the, the, a pilot, you know, and you flip on autopilot. Right. Uh, you, you went to school. You know what everything does, and you know when something's not right. And if you're not paying attention, it's pilot error. Yeah. It's driver error. But I find it interesting that Tesla, that went so clean for so long, and now all of a sudden that he's gotten kind of liberal, or not liberal, but kind of politically active, uh, he's a little bit, you know, an activist for the right. Mm-hmm. You know, the left is all of a sudden done a movie, uh, you know, leave the world behind. Right. What were all the electronic cars? Tesla. Now there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of different electronic cars. No, they're all Teslas. That's before true. Before this story came out and now this story comes out, it's almost like it's an attack. Yeah. Saying, uh, all right, Elon, uh, you think you got a cushy? We're going to screw with your life. But I don't think he cares. You know, I got to ask you, uh, do you think that the masses in this country, the majority of the people, are just not paying attention or don't care about what's going on in the country? I think we've been raised to be that way. You know, we have been raised, hey, don't worry, turn on the CBS News, and they'll let you know what's happening. And if you don't like CBS, you got NBC. And if you don't like NBC, you got ABC. It's funny how we only had the three, the big three growing up. And actually, sometimes it was only two or one because of, you know, we had open air TV signals. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, well, you got cable. All of a sudden you had diversity. Well, but we're going back to the big three and the big three are all telling the same story, even on their their cable outlets, their internet outlets, they're telling the same story. The left, uh, I don't want to say it's conspiracy, but it just seems that they are the mouthpiece of the administration. And when the administration is not in, they're a mouthpiece for that party. Here's what I I don't understand. I don't understand how uh, these people in Washington can believe that we will believe anything that they tell us. For example, uh, Biden has the audacity a couple of days ago to say that I've been trying to secure the border since I got into office and I just need the people and the money. I just need the people and the money. And you know, everybody knows who's been paying attention or reading a paper or looking at stories on the Internet that the guy who literally removed all of the security on the border was Biden. No, it wasn't Carmella. It wasn't uh, even. It wasn't even Alejandro Mayorkas, because he's a he's a puppet of Biden. He doesn't do anything unless Biden tells him to do it, and then he dutifully does it. That's why this whole impeachment of Mayorkas thing is a lot of garbage. Because first of all, it's a distraction. It pacifies the people who are, are looking for some red meat to come out of Congress, oh, they're going to get rid of Mayorkas. First of all, you know they're not going to get rid of Mayorkas. People are going to say, well, they're going to impeach him. No, no, all that means is that Congress is going to vote to impeach. That means essentially uh, 
when you impeach somebody, it's not the removal process. It's, it's the, a label that says you've been bad. It's, it's like a suit. It's like a suit in the you know they've decided Scarlet that they're going to impeach Mayorkas, and that means that they they're going to vote in Congress. Congress is going to say we impeach him. They're going to then send it to the Senate, and the Senate is run by the Democrats, and the Democrats are going to say, yeah, right, we're not going to do this, and and that'll be that. And Congress will say, well, you know, we spent a lot of time looking into Mayorkas, and we voted to impeach him, but, uh, you know, the Senate and Chuck Schumer, they just wouldn't cooperate, and uh, that's that. Now what can we do to distract you for a few more months? You know, when I hear people say we should impeach Biden, we got 10 months, folks. We've gone through the bad road. I mean, the bad road is behind us. I mean, I say that. That's not really true. In Biden's case, he could get us into World War III in 10 months. He could get us into World War III in 10 minutes. But but basically, the majority of his administration is behind us. And, um, you know, uh, I think that right now we should focus on all of the bad that he's done and get the people who aren't paying attention to finally wake the heck up and uh, start to pay attention to what he's doing to our country. Last night, Bill, I, I mentioned this last week because I, I saw the preview. I saw uh, the episode of Chicago uh, po- was it Chicago PD, and uh, mm-hmm. it was on at 10 o'clock. And, you know, it's a Dick Wolf production. Like, most of his stuff is kind of woke. Uh, he, he, he does some great episodes. When they, when they don't try to play politics, they have great writers and they're really good, good actors and stuff like that. But when they try to insert politics into an episode, it kind of makes you want to, you know. Puke. Yeah, that was the term I was going to use. I was, I was looking quickly for something a little more, less descriptive. Sometimes you just got to be direct. Yeah, yeah, it makes you want to puke, okay? And uh, in this episode, uh, one of the characters, uh, she befriends a Venezuelan illegal and they've, oh, they've, they've take, and they've taken over one of the uh, older police uh, precincts, and they're housing illegals in the precinct. And uh, and all of a sudden, you got this cop who's supposed to enforce the law, and she doesn't understand why. How can any humans be illegal? Well, I mean, you know, you break a law, and you're illegal. I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. You are a police officer. I shouldn't have to tell you that, but uh, in this TV program, she couldn't understand how any human could be illegal. You know, I thought to myself, and she, she you know, that's that's a violation of language. Going, you know, when you get into linguistics, um, and doing, uh, you're trying to carve somebody's opinion by using words against them and twisting, and you know, being very maniacal about what you do. The simple fact is, illegal is illegal. Yeah. If you are not here, you know, by by going through the proper measures or you know standards, then and you came in here by hook or crook, you're illegal. Well, it's you plain know, and simple. I would say to her, hey, uh, no no person should be without drugs, you know, medicines. So. What's wrong with them going into a pharmacy and uh, just taking the the medicines off the uh, the counter? Because I mean, no person should have to suffer without the medication. 
they should be able to get it just by the right of being here, by existing. So, uh, I mean, that's the kind of nonsense. You know, a society, no matter what you may think of, of our country, a society doesn't exist if it doesn't have organization, if it doesn't have structure, if it doesn't have boundaries, borders, limitations. That's how it works. That's, you know, we have 50 states. Every single state literally is a little country. I know you don't believe that, but it's true. They have their own governors and they have their own legislature and they pass their own laws that, that apply only to that state. That state is a little duchy, a little uh, country unto itself, so to speak. And uh, people in this country don't understand that. And all those states, by the way, have borders. If you look at the 50 states, they all have borders. And, you know, we recognize every day we recognize those borders. We recognize that when you travel from point A to point B, you go from Pennsylvania into Ohio. And there are different laws, different police, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and we respect those things. But all of a sudden now the left says you can respect all of those borders because they mean something, but don't respect the border down in uh, Texas and Arizona and California. Don't respect that that border because, well, you know, it doesn't serve a purpose. Now, you know, we are, um, we are in, uh, we've got to get back to the rule of law. When I hear people say, oh, you don't want to send those people back. They're, they're here because they're, they're looking for a better life and they're, they're fleeing tyranny and, Oppression. Oh, give me well, a break. Well, well, if you and, you know, at- they might be fleeing that, but come here legally. Yeah. And Joe Biden is a line sack of... Do- yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Because what he's doing is, well, uh, you know, you do this bill and uh, yeah, I'll close the border. Well, Joe, you opened it up. You can close the border because you just said not too long ago that you can't close the border. Now, Joe has made promise after promise after promise, said he would do things after thing after thing. And he never does. He is a liar. So for him to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that. He's just using it as a tool to get what he wants. And then he's not going to do a damn thing. And then somewhere down the road, when you forget about that, he'll sit there and use it again. But this border crisis is going to come back if it's not already biting us in the butt and bite him in the butt. And if you're an illegal Im- immigrant, bite a Democrat in the butt. Bill, if a, if, a guy has, if a guy has been a liar for 40 years of his political life, how should we expect him to change now? Why should we expect him to be different now? If he's, well, as a de- Go ahead. As a Democrat attorney once told me, once, you know, they, they said once, once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a liar, always a liar. You can't change the makeup of what somebody is. So... Joe Biden is a pervert. We know that. Once a pervert, always a pervert. He's probably done things that we don't want to know about. We know he's a liar and a con artist. So once a con, always a con. Once a liar, always a liar. A liar. He's got more than the trifecta. You know, he's, you know, he's got, uh, you know, he's got it all going on, and it's none of it's good. You know. So, go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say it is time for us to face reality. And work on getting this guy out of there. And Kamala is no angel. Uh, she was an insurance policy. You know, because you got, well, we don't want Kamala. <laughs> uh, that's that's bad, too. And she is bad. And 
we got to take the whole package out. You know, but I, uh, you hear you talk about uh, Joe Biden and him being a liar. Uh, I find it interesting. You know, when that that decision came down last week, the E. Jean Carroll decision, which was baseless and and nothing more oh, he than jumped pol- all over it. It was political theater, and you had people like uh, Rachel Maddow and all those people. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh, you got to get eighty three point three million dollars. Uh, I would say to E. Jean Carroll, don't start counting your money yet. I wouldn't break. I wouldn't even open a new account yet for the money because uh, it may be a while before you see a dime of it. I'm just saying. But you no, know, she's spending it in her mind already, just like this fantasy happened in her mind and nowhere else. But you know, Tara Reid. You we talked about Tara Reid a couple of Tara, days ago. Yeah. You brought it up. Uh, she was the Joe Biden sexual abuse victim. Uh, through her London-based attorney, because I think she's living out of the country now, because she didn't feel safe here. Biden and his administration and his sycophants and, I guess, the FBI, who was who were doing his bidding, made her life hell, and she literally moved out of the country. That's what I, I think I remember reading. Anyway, through her London-based attorney, Dr. Jonathan Levy, has filed a tort complaint with the United States Department of Justice seeking $10 million in damages for invasion of privacy, emotional distress, and violation of state and federal constitutional rights. Tara Reid was sexually victimized by then-Senator Joseph Biden in 1993. Now, you may say, well, that's a long time ago, 1993. Well, Well, yeah, I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? But anyway, uh, her case was suppressed by congressional investigators to protect Senator Biden, and the records remain sealed to this day. The records of her complaining about him and his sexual dalliances, uh, his sexual advances, uh, have been sealed. When Tara spoke out in 2019, she was immediately subjected to an ongoing FBI operation to re-victimize her a second time. The FBI Operation Cassandra was uh, opened in order to retaliate, intimidate, discredit, and if possible, eliminate Tara as a threat to President Biden. The tort complaint provides the details. I could go on and on. but This guy's a mob boss. Yeah, he is. Oh, he absolutely. That's exactly what he is. He's a mob boss, and that's a hit. That's a threat right there. Yeah. Uh, And... If you're on the left, you go, da, da, da. why don't you sit there, as somebody would say, fact check it, Google it, and do some real research, not a you know, superficial research. Research it, and you might go, well, I'll be damned. You may not want to admit that you got a bad guy, but guess what? His bad reflects on you. Yeah. So if I'm saying he's bad and you're saying, oh, no, no, he's good, he's, he's a saint. Oh, saint. I don't, and I don't want that guy Trump. Yeah. You know, well, you know what? You know what I think of you? I, I, I you know, I think, well, I'm not going to say it. You know, I'm going to be nice. Phil, you know, remember last week when Trump was raising his, waving goodbye to a crowd of people and he oh, had red, a, dots. red dots on his hands? And, and even guys like that swine James Carville, who is nothing, I call him Serpent Head because he looks like a serpent. But he, he said he thought it might be syphilis, you know, and he laughed. Well, Trump addressed it. He said, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't have those things. It's probably AI. And, you know, if you look at it, it, it probably is. They've, they've, 
touched, they've actually adjusted the complexion on his face to be reddish in the same picture, and his hand mm-hmm. has those those uh, marks on it, and they're not real. Trump says they're not real. Just look at my more recent pictures. They're not there. So, But nobody does that, Bill. The media no, doesn't follow up on these stories. You, you come out with a lie, like last week, and instead of the media saying, well, let's, let me look into that lie, they just say, oh, yeah, he, I guess he has a problem. Uh, but let's talk about something new. They don't investigate anymore. There's no serious, honest journalist out there that do their job. Um, but anyway, just that, that was interesting. Trump did address it. He said, there's nothing wrong with my hand. I don't have those marks. Uh, it could be AI. And, and, you know, that's the thing you're going to see between now and uh, the election. You're going to see more lies. You're going to see mm-hmm. more stuff like this. We talked about AI earlier in the program. You're probably going to hear things and see pictures and that don't even exist. Because didn't you tell me, Bill, that you could you could actually program into an AI? You could say, uh, pr- show me this guy doing this and this and this, and the AI will generate the picture? For the most part, yes. But it is, it is uh, the, the AI is programmed by a person. Now, if they see that you're saying do this and this and this to Joe Biden, it won't let you do it. If you say do this and this and this to Trump, it will let you do uh. it. It will tell you. It'll come back, and uh-huh. it will tell you what it can and can't do. Yeah. It can't, like if you if you sit there and say, you know, the consequences of the Biden presidency. Now, if it writes an article, it'll write an article touting the wonders of him. Yeah. If, or if he can't find any wonders to write, it'll sit there and say, you know, you are restricted as to what you can and can't write about. Uh-huh. It will do, I, AI will do that. And that's whether you pay for the AI or whether, you know, it's one of the freebies out there. I, I have AI that does artwork and stuff like that. And, you know, it generates articles and I can sit there and say, yeah, here's, Here's the premise. Here's the here's the title. Here's what I wanted to talk about. You know, a couple of sentences here yeah. and there, and then it it goes to work and it can write a complete cohesive thing. You read through and you might change a few things here and there, but then people go, "Wow, you wrote that? Uh huh, uh huh." You know, and you <laughs> didn't. It's it's taking the sum of all knowledge yeah. and putting it into what's you interesting. Know, your divine you're, parameters. You're, you're saying that somebody programmed it who is obviously a leftist uh, and uh, will not allow it to besmirch uh, their choice of uh, candidates, but they will allow it to besmirch the opposition candidate, meaning Trump. If, if they want to make Trump look bad, be my guest. Jump into well, it. Well, how many, you know, you look at one of the big things on the Internet is content. You know, you want to drive traffic. People are always looking for things. Right. You know, and then you're looking for keywords for things to come up. So you got to have a lot of content. How many times have you seen the same old story regurgitated by several different sources? Because somebody, oh, it's a good story. Okay, let me take uh, some of that and rewrite it or generate its own story. And they do that because they're trying to get traffic to the website. So don't you think that they're going to take some sensationalism? There's a thing called new sensationalism. It doesn't mean that you're taking facts or you're taking facts and twisting them to where they're so outrageous 
they will grab attention. So AI is a tool to deceive if that's what you want to do. It's a tool to do something right. No, Bill, we, a tool we, to deceive. we did a breaking news story after our episode yesterday, and it was a big story, I thought, and you did too, uh, that uh, pipeline, Nothing. that natural gas. It was a massive explosion of what they say is a major pipeline in Oklahoma. It was right on the Texas border. You and I saw that and thought, my God, immediately thought, well, that could be a terrorist attack. And like you just said, crickets. crickets. <laughs> well, I was going to bring that up because, yeah, the uh, the pipeline that uh, happened day before yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. In the chicken coop. The, chi- the chicken No, no, farm. no. Day before yesterday is when the pipeline went. We talked about it yesterday because the news came out yesterday no. morning. It blew up at 7.30 their time yesterday morning. Oh, Eight thirty yard time, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it happened at night. Okay, well, it looked. Well, I'll tell you, Bill. It looked. You, we saw an image of it at nighttime. The article I read said it happened at seven thirty. Maybe it was seven thirty in the evening the night before. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. See, I, yeah, yeah. I think it was seven thirty in the evening. Okay. Either way, why did it take so long to get out? And then it got out, and it was pretty impressive. I mean, impressive in the fact yeah. that it was big. Yeah. So you had that two days before that. You had the chicken ranch. All right. You know, and then we, you know, you, you've hung on to the story about the, uh, the 60,000 pounds, 30 tons yeah. of uh, ammonium nitrate that's gone missing. All big stories in and of themselves. Right. But it didn't make it to the, the mainstream. And, but we've, we've thrown it out there and nothing on it. Palestine, nobody talks about it. We talked about it yesterday. We've been talking about it and that Joe Biden's never there. And finally, finally, well, finally. Remember, remember, we heard this for the past year. We've heard this. I've spoken with every official in Ohio, and I will be on the next Is there a plan for him to go? I don't have a, any uh, trips to preview for you at this time. He's been to Ohio many times before during his administration, so it's not a, an, it's not unusual for him to, to go there. Are there any plans for President Biden to visit East Palestine? I, I don't have anything to share on a planned visit for the president to, uh, to Ohio. Democrats are saying it's time for him to get down. And he said when he was asked the question that he will be there. When is he going to be visiting East Palestine and why hasn't he yet? So I th- the plans are underway, discussions are underway, just don't have anything locked in. About five weeks ago, President Biden said that he would be going to East Palestine, Ohio at some point. Does the president still feel the need to visit Ohio? Well, the president, I mean, once the president said it, so I will uh, keep keep that, uh, he, he keeps to his word. But we should expect him there at some point. If he says the president said he's he's expecting to at some time, uh, the president means what he says. As the president said, he will go uh, to East Palestine. I don't have any travel plans at this time. So I'm just going to repeat what the president said. He he will travel uh, to the area, to East Palestine. Just don't have anything to share on travel or upcoming uh, dates. The president intends to go. Don't have a time or a date to preview at this time. Well, I said in March that you would go to East Palestine, Ohio. You came here. How come you haven't gone to East Palestine yet? Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on. The president is going to go to East Palestine. I don't have a time or, or date to announce at this time, but he will go. I don't have any anything, uh, any schedule uh, of the president at this time. You were right, by the way, Bill. It's 9.45 the night before last oh, local time in uh, in Oklahoma. It would have been 10.45 our time. And, you know, it's interesting you should say that because the 
the picture has night sky behind it. I should have realized it. But for some reason, I swear I saw an article. Maybe it was the time they posted the story yesterday morning. I don't know why it would have taken that long to post it. I don't know why they would have waited uh, a night to carry the story. And again, nothing on Newsmax, nothing on Fox, nothing on uh, CNN or uh, any of the other networks. It's like that massive explosion of a major pipeline uh, on the border of Texas. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And and I can't hear you. You have your mic off. I. Uh, it's like the news people go to bed. You know, they they yeah. they take a snooze. Uh, except for the little sycophants that want to sit there and take the nasty things, they're up all night writing things. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yep. You know, and, and Bill, uh, they as of the time the story was written, mm-hmm. they didn't know what caused it, and they couldn't get close enough to shut it down because of the heat. I don't know whether they've gotten close enough. I mean, it's not like that they can turn the a master valve off because I think the valve is close to the fire, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's not like an oil well where, you know, you sit there and go, well, you do an explosion to suck out the air and you get in and cap it real quick. Uh, But this is a whole different thing. I got to wonder if it is, if it's a gas line, what I would be worried about is the flame getting down and into the pipe and going up the pipe to the source. You know, Bill, I, I don't know how they're going to deal with it. All I know is that the media doesn't think the story is big enough to really carry it, you know? I mean, I was thinking back um, 10 or 15 years ago. It, well, even even last year, for that matter, uh, East Palestine was a massive explosion, and they carried it for the most part. They carried that story. I wonder whether someone told them no more of those... Uh, of those pipeline stories or those explosion stories. Let's keep them uh, at a minimum. We don't want to embarrass well, the uh, administration, you know? Well, the administration controls the news. We know that all in all the big stories and the lawsuits that are going against Trump, uh, the, the attorneys and, and, and the people involved have regular meetings with, uh, you know the administration. They go to Washington and have a you know have Why a meeting with them. Why would that be, Bill? What really? What business is it of the administration to be discussing these lawsuits with the uh, the prosecutors? Because it's cases? not a real lawsuit. It's part of an agenda. It is part of a political yep. campaign. That's there is no other reason because they have no reason. To, their dog is not supposed to be in that hunt. But it is, you know, because uh, they're creating the situation. When they announced that Joe was going to East Palestine yesterday, by the way, folks, you heard all of those, those, uh, to- those different announcements where, well, he'll go sometime, but I can't, an- I can't tell you when. Well, they announced yesterday, yes, he's going to go, but we can't tell you when. <laughs> so it's still, it's still ambiguous. And you know, I love the line where Joe says, "Well, I mean, I've been very busy." He hasn't been busy enough to not go to Delaware on the weekends or to go to Florida to see donors or to go on vacations to St. Croix, but he is too busy to go to East Palestine because, well, it was a big uh, Trump area, you know, during the last election. 
Yeah, and if you are worried about uh, Biden, I understand his doctor came out with a, a statement that he's very normal for a man in his condition. So uh, <laughs> think about that for a second, friends. Uh, <laughs> that would sink in. You know, yeah. they, they asked Corrine Jean-Pierre an interesting question yesterday. Listen to this. And then next month when the president is in East Palestine, will he drink the water there? I mean, look, what I can tell you is... The president's focus has been to do everything that he can to support this community from day one. We get what's going on on the ground. We understand what's going on. That's why we've had the EPA. That's why we had DOT. That's why we had HHS. That's why we've had FEMA on the ground. Um, you know, this is not about some sort of like political stunt here. This is not about, this is not what this is about. This is about this president being a president for everyone and showing up showing up for this community. Uh, That's what this is about. I'm not going to get into some sort of political stunts about drinking about drinking water. What we're going to focus about is making sure they have what they need. And the president was invited by the mayor, by community leaders. He's going to show up. He always said he would be there when it was the most helpful. Oh, gag me, Corrine Jump. You know, when she's doing that, I, I envision her tap dancing as fast as she can. Because that's all she's doing, folks. Uh, she's she's just blowing smoke, uh, and, and she is unbelievable. And she's not very good at it either. He uh, he always said he'd be there. Yeah, a year or more later, right? Uh, somebody mm-hmm. said I saw an interview with one of the residents. I don't know why he's coming now. We don't want him. And, and you know they're talking about they're talking about. I hear, I hear it, different stories. They're talking about they're going to be booing him. Some people are going to be throwing eggs at his limo. I mean. It, it may not be a hospitable uh, uh, trip to East Palestine. The damage is done. It's like going to Hiroshima a year later. You know, the bomb has already gone off. The fallout has settled, and uh, they've already started uh, going on with their lives, not with the help of Joe Biden. You know, They'll blame it on MAGA. They'll say, oh, you know, those MAGA people showed up to sit there and disrupt the president, who's yeah. doing a great job, and the economy is so great. Look, <laughs> interest rates are going up. Gas is sucking. Um, here's something that, uh, uh, let me see if I and can And the water is still here. polluted in East Palestine, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not going to get any better. But uh, apparently there is a bunch of layoffs coming, and they're coming to a job near you very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you've got, uh, according to the people that know, 38% of companies are going to start um, laying off people on put, putting on hiring freezes. As a matter of fact, UPS has been in the news. It's no secret. They're laying off 12,000 people. I heard people. that, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think was that a, they had. I think they just, I could be wrong, but I think mm-hmm. they just signed a new union contract. Mm-hmm. And and it wouldn't surprise me that they're laying off 12,000 people because they probably figured, well, okay, we'll sign the contract. You guys can think for a while that you've uh, you've beaten the system, but the system's going to work on a I, – I think you're going to see in these companies uh, a, a much more automation, much more uh, robotics being used. Uh, they've got a plan, and the plan is to do all that they're doing without without people. Unions are so smart, they actually – negotiate themselves out of business. 
Well, they get deals. greedy is what they get. Uh, I mean, now I get where big business goes, hey, you know, I, I invented this, I made this widget, and I hired you to deliver this widget, and it's worth this much to me. When you have a way to replace, you know, somebody's service, and you think you're doing a better thing, well, that's what you're going to do. Now, I am all for labor. I, I think that we all should make a decent living, but... Hey, you know the unions sometimes step over their bounds. When I worked in New York, I worked. I, I'm. I, I was a union member. I'm. I've, I've since. Card toting one too. I'm. I'm retired from it, and I so I and I don't need a union anymore. So I've retired from the union. But uh, when I was in broadcasting in New York, I was a member of the union, and I can. I worked at CBS. I worked in radio, and. You know, I can remember when they were going through a negotiation. I think it was back in 1977 or 76. Uh, they came to a deal. They, after a, after they were, we were getting ready to go on strike. We had the signs made up. It was a, a tumultuous time. We were we were to go. We thought we were going to get a good, a better deal for the broadcast radio division, right? So they come back to us after they got the deal negotiated, and they said, "Okay, here's the deal." Uh, we had to we had to step back in some areas uh, with regard to radio uh, to put the deal together because we had to consummate the deal with television over on Fifty Seventh Street with the network. And I can remember, I can remember the guys going, "Wait a second, you negotiated a better deal, a better contract for Walter Cronkite, who was the anchor on CBS at the time." For Walter Cronkite mm-hmm. and Dan Rather, they got a better base deal, and you cut back on the radio uh, wants and needs. You well, essentially yes, but we had to come to some kind of an arrangement, or we'd still be out. Well, well, that, in, that, in the words of a famous song, "Some got to win, some got to lose," and that is the problem with the Union Blues because they sit there and they go, "Okay, we're going to do salary increases." All right, that's gonna that's going to entitle certain members and limit the hiring of new members. It's gonna or quash them because yeah, you know I I've been in union shops and non-union shops and you know trying to get into a union shop when you're a non-union person, well you've got to get the job to be in there before you can join the union. You just don't join it, right? Pay dues if you got nothing to pay for it. Well, you know, so it's a catch twenty two. The uh, there's got to be an incentive for you know the the union is is a value when you know if you're a smaller shop and the and there's nothing else in the neighborhood that it has to negotiate. But when you're in a big company and and you're a cog in a very big wheel, many times they will sacrifice your your wants and needs for the wants and needs of the bigger division down the road. You know, what they just did with the United Auto Workers endorsing Biden is unbelievable. You know darn well that the rank and file are big Trump supporters. It's a matter of fact. Biden goes to a factory in in Detroit and about 12 people show up. And then Trump goes to a rally in Detroit and the place is packed with UAW members. And this is the situation we so, but you would think that the the executives in the union would say, well, you know, we're going to do what our our rank and file want us to do, and we're going to support Trump. No, they don't. 
to hell with the rank and file. They're going to do what they think is best for the rank and file, and the rank and file be damned if they don't like it. And that's how they work. And they'll go to their union meetings, and they're going to be told to vote for Biden because it's going to be great for you auto workers and make yeah. the gasoline engines, which they wanted to go to electric, but it was too soon, and there's an election year. That's really what the big push is. There is an election year. Yeah, the cars are crap. Wasn't they're not there yet? Wasn't Trump or, or Biden? And I think Trump was at a factory that makes motors. And Trump said, "This this factory won't exist if Joe Biden is reelected." And That's everybody right. that, go bye bye. Yeah, everybody in the factory they were going. Yeah, we know. I mean, there were hundreds of jobs in this factory that makes motors for GM cars. And that factory uh, is going to be gone because they're going to have to build electric engines. And you know where they're going to be made, Bill? In China or Mexico Mm -hmm. or out of the country somewhere. Look, everything that Joe is doing is to get votes and everything that the Democrat machine is doing to get votes. The black people no longer, and I don't like to even use any word of color, but let's just, we have to at some point in time, but the black vote They want, and they used to have, but black people are smart people. And, you know, you can sit there and and try to do your little, uh, you know, Shinola, you know, slideshow or sleight of hand show all you want. They see right through what you're doing. So now all of a sudden, you've got California being the first to go in with a big reparations package. Oh, yeah. And, And they're doing that. And... I'm sitting here going, if you sit there and really look at this, and I'm not going to get it because I haven't really sat down Well, Massachusetts. Doesn't Massachusetts have one too, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Little Miss Wu is is doing that one, and they've got the committee to go back, the historic committee going back 500 years. So they want to be sure that they have everybody there because— Boston didn't exist 500 years ago. No, it was an English colony. Back in 1619, uh, and they're going to go back to 1524 if they go back 500 years. Actually, Boston uh, didn't exist in 1619. Plymouth did in 1620. Plymouth Rock, that's when the Plymouth uh, Rock was essentially, uh, you know, they, they landed on it. But I, I think Boston itself, I could be wrong, but I think Boston uh, by... I just don't think it existed. No, I could be wrong. Salem existed in the 1600s. I know that. So maybe there was a colony in Boston, but 500 years ago uh, would have been, well, would have been what, 15, six, it would have been, I don't, I don't think that you're going to be able well, to how get. how many generations connection do, do, do you need to be to be qualified? Apparently none. It's, it's totally. Bill, who, did they keep records back then? Well, they'll 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 <laughs> imply records, but you know, every form of entitlement creates um, a, a form of discrimination. You, you know, you can't sit there. You can't if you if you give. You're a saying that you're saying that if if they're going to give reparations to a minority group, that means they're they they've been discriminated against and, and oppressed. By another group of people, right? You're saying mm-hmm. that it it had to be in order for them to get reparations, they had to have been from a lineage that was oppressed by another group of people, 
Right. And mm-hmm. when you do that, you know, you, because now they're, they're sitting there going, they want to give back lands. There's even a bill Are you afoot. serious? What that? No, no, no. Here's, yeah. here's the caveat to that. Let's say that, you know, that you were, your land was taken by eminent domain. You lived in an impoverished neighborhood. Yeah. And your land was taken by eminent domain, which that's happened to white sure, people too. Sure, it happens when they build highways and stuff like that. But yeah, but now they want to give back the land to whoever the descendant is or anybody around or give them money for it. The fair value today. Look at the American Indian. You say that well, all now, that... reparations. Now, I do believe in Massachusetts mm-hmm. includes Native American Indians. But okay, let's say that somebody was denied a job because of uh, you know the equal opportunity or quotas. Remember, quote, remember mm-hmm. quotas. Even if they there was not somebody there to fulfill the quota. I'm sorry, but it didn't go to the qualified person or the person that was there in line waiting patiently for that opening. Well, you don't fit into the mold, so I'm sorry, but you can't have the job. Were you denied something that you were qualified for or entitled? Not entitled to. Yeah. Nobody's entitled to anything. You but know, I, I grew up in Massachusetts. I, I grew up in Massachusetts, and uh, I lived in southeastern Massachusetts, which is uh, an area that at one time was controlled and uh, the property of the Wampanoag Indian tribe, okay? And they had, mm-hmm. in the Iroquois, uh, I believe the Wampanoags had a, an Indian leader. They called him, believe it or not, I don't know what his Indian name was, but he went by the name of King Philip. He liked, I guess he liked the sound of it. He liked to use that name, but he was an Indian chief. And they had Indian wars, but they literally owned much of Massachusetts. The Wampanoags up in the uh, western part of Massachusetts, there were the Iroquois. The Iroquois up into uh, New York State and stuff like that. Uh, that whole if you if you start giving reparations, and then by the way well. they they still have descendants. If you start giving reparations. Some of these people are going to be the richest people on the planet because... Let me ask you a question. Uh Uh-huh. They own the land. They didn't have a deed or any kind of contract. They got it by going in there with their force and might and taking it. Yes. They colonized. Yes. Isn't that what wars are fought over? You know, we need to grow. We'd like to work something out. Sure. Oh, you can't? We'll take it then. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there saying every culture of... Every tribe in the world, white, black, Absolutely. yellow, has committed yes. that crime. So when you sit there and say, well, we're going to... Well, it makes the liberals feel good, Bill. It makes them feel ooh, yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, no, this is not a fair, fair and equitable thing. All you can do is say, you know what? Let's cancel all wars in the future. Let's... You know, you stay within your boundary. Let's do that, and let's make employment equal. You know, there, there's hey. so many. Let's level this playing field and make it equal. The past is the past. All you have to do is look at the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire, how it, it grew and, and grew and spread and took over different countries, France and England and uh, 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 Spain. All these countries were part of the Roman Empire, Italy, then you look at, uh, for example, uh, Hitler. 
during World War II. You know, he took over mm-hmm. Czechoslovakia, Poland, Austria, France. All these countries were gobbled up by him because, like you say, because of war. The Soviet Union during the Cold War, it spread like a uh, like a bad weed. It went into mm-hmm. all these different countries, Poland, Hungary, uh, Czechoslovakia. They all land be- grabs. Yeah, land grabs. Exactly right. They all did it. They've all done it. So what? But the left in this country, they want, they want. It's a money grab for the left. They figure, hey, yeah. we 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 control the purse strings now. We control the government. Now's the time for us to to uh, get a little cash out of this deal. You know, yeah. and that's what they're doing. Yeah, it is. I mean, we could go on and on about this debate, but I'll tell you, I know time is getting short. Two things we haven't talked about: the border, because mm-hmm. here it is. Thursday, and uh, we got right. the truck uh, truck rally that's going down there, and it's a big one on Saturday, so, yeah, third. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the question. Oh, the question on the survey is: Do you think an American civil war is going to break out due to the border crisis? One hundred percent yes, zero wow. percent no. So there, I'm, we'll pull down the survey there, and we'll wow. do another one. You know, not a lot of people on it. Yeah, you know, is it kind of new to post there? We have another crisis situation on the third of February, which is the border and the truckers coming in. Right? Mm-hmm. You think back a year before on the third of February, East Palestine, Ohio happened. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the third of February is a is a it's a strange day if you're into numerology. <laughs> it's like whoa. Uh, but it, and by the way, I think it's funny that Biden, after a year, do you think he's going to get ha- uh, razzed when he gets uh, to East Palestine? Absolutely. You know, there's a poll out right now that, to- and, it, and it goes through all 50 states. Mm-hmm. And if the election were held, Trump wins hands down. New poll: Biden is sinking lower and lower and lower. Now, the only thing that props him up in anything in in, in blue states, not all of them, but mm-hmm. some of the critical blue states, he's held up, but not enough to win or even walk away with a smile. He's getting his butt handed to him on a silver platter uh, with Trump's initials on it. So I just find it interesting that uh, he, a gold platter, a gold platter. He honestly thinks he's going to. Uh, be able to turn the populace. I think, I think, you know, you, to a lot of people, the 2020 election was not an honest election, mm-hmm. but I think Joe thinks he did it because of the power of his personality. I think he thinks he can, if I beat him in 2020, I can do it again. And I'm thinking, oh man, you know, the machine, yeah. the machine stole it. And you know, they're getting ready to gear up the right in thing again. And that's, they're, they're trying to figure out what button they're going to push. Um, we got the threat of uh, nuclear war. I mean, uh, China is still out there. Um, we're, we're sitting there. It's interesting, the Ukraine wanting more and more money, but they are getting a new sophisticated smart bomb. It's a missile. It can be fired from a plane or shot off. This thing can go frontwards, backwards. Seriously? It can go around things. It is, as a matter of fact, it is so sophisticated and so new that no country in the world has it, not even the United States. Ukraine gets to get it first, and it's a long-range, you know, missile that's got 200. Who, who developed it, Bill? Well, now that's interesting. We don't have it, but Boeing and Saab, the car maker, we, our companies it. made it. 
Well, 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 he's made it. Yeah. And wow. it's part of a $2.2 billion deal where he's getting these things so we can have a smart bomb that can take out the Russians can't hide from this missile, supposedly. It's, it comes, it goes, and it blows things up. It's you see gonna... where uh, uh, Zelushny, I guess his name is, the head of the Ukrainian military, is being kicked out by Zelensky? Uh, because uh, Zelensky said uh, we're in a stalemate right now, and Zelensky didn't like that. I guess it was bad PR. So, uh, yeah, it says the long-standing feud between Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and Commander-in-Chief General Valery Zelushny uh, rapidly went from a simmer to a boil in November, uh, showing to the world just how divided they were. Uh, Zelushny authored an article that said, the war was in a stalemate. Uh, that didn't go over well with Zelensky, so apparently he's going to be replacing his head of the military. In the meantime, we're sending buckets of money. You know, if we sent a fraction of that money to East Palestine, Ohio, if we sent just a, a 10% of what we sent to uh, the Ukraine— they could have uh, dug up the creeks, cleaned up the water. They could have put all new plumbing in the system. They could have had the freshest water on the planet. But no, this administration doesn't give a rat's, you know what, for uh, the American people. All they care about is politics and uh, power. And that's, that's it. I mean, Biden's not going to East Palestine because it just occurred to him that uh, he hasn't been there yet. He's going there because it's election time. He can get a ton of pictures, right? You know there are going to be cameras everywhere. CNN will be there, Fox. They'll all be there. Plus, he'll have his own internal political uh, photographers there. And you'll see Joe standing next to the mayor in East Palestine. He'll be down by the water. He'll be doing all the things he should have done a year ago. But he's going to do it so he can make a commercial because Joe's a caring, feeling kind of guy, you know? Is he going to go and do the pose where he puts on a hard hat backwards? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know whether he's going to put it on backwards. But well, he, he did it. He I did know he did. I know, yeah. I know it's he like, did. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll put you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you know? If somebody could say, no, these are the hats we wear, and we made one just for you, Joe. Yeah, there's no it, brim. It would be a, no, 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 it'd be a big orange dunce hat. Uh, and Joe, go stand in the corner. Yes. We'll take your picture there. You yeah, know? You, he'll yeah, love it, Joe. You, he wouldn't that's know. That's the right angle. What does D-U-N-C-E spell? One more oh. thing before we, we, we wrap this thing up. Have you heard the Biden administration is launching a scheme to effectively disrupt private gun sales before the 2024 election? Private gun sales is the key. So if I have a gun that I don't want anymore and I want to sell it to uh, my buddy here, Bill Knight, uh, if Biden's regulation is passed, I can't mm. do it. It's going to have to go through, uh, I guess, a dealer, somebody who's federally licensed. Uh, but for years, people have been able to sell this stuff privately because <laughs> because it's their stuff. You know, it's it's. It, uh, he's stepping... going to take the value of guns down. Well, what they're saying is it's a violation of all sorts of constitutional rights. And, uh, but you know, Biden has never let the law step in the way of a good, uh, political policy, you know? Oh, no, no. He'll you know, give him a pen and he will sign it. Yep. And that's all he's going to do.
So you know, I had a story on the go, governor of Massachusetts. Well, but, go ahead. You know, if you want to, if we want to, we, we still got a couple of minutes, I think. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, uh, I guess uh, Mara Healy was crying. Oh, I saw when that. She, yeah. yeah, she decided to uh, convert a vital recreation center in uh, Boston's Roxbury neighborhood into a temporary shelter for illegal immigrants starting on Wednesday. Because, you know, she did ask that citizens give up the extra room in their homes to dangerous illegal immigrants. That went over like a pregnant pole vaulter, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, it's terrible. We got to take a, you know, an iconic place for people to go and have fun and take it away and give it to the immigrants. You're an idiot. Well, you heard about what we talked yesterday about what the the people in Chicago are doing. They've taken part of uh, the airport. I guess it's O'Hare. And they've cordoned it off some of the public uh, the public area in in O'Hare, and they've made a shelter for illegals. The illegals, and they have signs up, private. Do not do not walk or look beyond this point. You're not supposed to even you know, look at what's going on there. Ignore it. It's not even Republicans that are sending these illegals across the border to sanctuary cities. Yeah, Joe Biden and his administration are doing it too. So don't sit there and go, oh, you wily Republicans, you're just nasty. Look at your commander-in-chief. Look at him. Yeah, He's doing it, too. And what's going on in Massachusetts, she's crying because it's her own commander-in-chief that's doing this to her. And, Bill, one thing I was thinking about last night when I couldn't sleep, that happens sometimes, you know. But I was thinking, you know, I don't think if I were an illegal I would be enjoying my life right now. People are saying, oh, they get money and they get this. And, that. and yeah, initially, it's going to be quite uh, a heady experience. You know, you come across the border with nothing, and all of a sudden you got a you got a credit card and you've got a cell phone and you got all these little accoutrements. You feel like you're, you really hit the American dream. But all of a sudden, they whisk you away to a bloody shelter somewhere, some, some you know, a renovated hotel or... Or so, and then you're stuck there. You know, I, I saw a, a story about a Holiday Inn in Massachusetts that literally has a sign out front saying this hotel is closed to the public, but it's not closed. It's closed to the public. It's it's being used. The whole hotel is being used to house migrants. And you may say, well, that's kind of a good deal because they get food. And they, yeah, they do. But how would you like to live in a hotel room? Indefinitely. I mean, I don't know about you. Hotel rooms are nice for a night when you're traveling. You got a bed, sleep, TV, gone. But all of a sudden, if that's the if that's your destination point, if you're stuck there, would you want to live in uh, like a hotel for the rest of your life, or at least? No, and we're going to be breeding future terrorists. These yes. kids that are mistreated from all of this. And they see this going on, they're going to hate America. Bill, and then you already some seen of them it. will grow up to, to, yeah. But I mean, little five and ten year old growing oh, up, yeah. and what the hell is this? They're going to hate us, yeah, because you know. Well, you and, know, do you they, see the videotape, Bill, of uh, the New York, two New York policemen, transit police, told some young, they were illegal kids to move along. They were congregated on a platform, and the kids attacked the police, the two cops. And when they when they got into it, it was like a pa- a pack situation. The cop was down on the ground holding one of the kids, and the sta- the other illegals 
teenagers, I guess, they were, maybe they were 17 years old, started kicking the police officer in the head and in the shoulder and in the stomach while he's on the ground. And, I, and, I, and these were illegals. This police officer wouldn't no have been hurt. For... He wouldn't have been hurt if Biden did the right thing. The right thing no would have respect, been send him back home. No respect for human life and no respect for Americans and our lives. Yeah. Yeah, so but Bill, why would they why would they respect us if our administration doesn't expect doesn't respect us? Well, kick the people that did it to you. I didn't. You didn't. You know, um uh, anyway. You know where they you know, I mean, I, I, I got to stop short of saying anything else because that would be considered, oh, you're inciting violence. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, put it on the doorstep from which it came. You if know? you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Jim and Bill at mail.com. There's mail at jimandbill.com. So anyway, you slice it, you got it. Uh, don't forget. Well, no, we... Uh, the survey's over. One hundred percent believe that uh, well, we are headed to a civil scary. war. Yeah. That's the, scary. Yeah, that's civil war. Or that I forgot. Uh, oh, no, no, one hundred percent of the people think we're going to go to a civil war because of what's happening on the border. Well, know? everybody you talk to, they they say things are bad. And look, you know, the economy is not what Joe says it is. You've also got uh, the jobs that are going away. So when he said Trump is lying and everything's great. No, Joe, you're lying to yourself. And I would love to hear Joe one day just go, Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event? You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>